electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Starting the month of August on the right foot, futures solid on plenty of news. Uh, Shanghai closes up 2%, best day since May. We've got an infrastructure bill, big M&A day, and another crowded week of earnings. Our roadmap begins with a new month, but stocks are going to look to pick up where they left off. S&P's coming off six straight winning months. Plus, it is Square's biggest ever acquisition. The company's buying Australia's Afterpay. It's a $29 billion all-stock transaction as the buy-now-pay-later trend takes off. And he's an award-winning journalist, our co-host, and not only a past champion, but this week's host of Jeopardy. Yes, who is David Faber? Yes, it's finally here. We taped it some time ago, but uh, very excited for my five episodes. I hope everybody out there will watch. Uh, big deal. Such an exciting moment. It's uh, a very big and, deal. And, uh, you know, hopefully the, hopefully the contestants <laughs> thought I did okay, because that's the most important thing. It's actually making the game work for them. Yes. Now, have you been able to see any of your completed? It'll be new to you, too. Not a thing. No? Yeah. They are, as you might imagine, they are very close. This is all. They just released this one picture of me with Mike Richards, the great EP there, uh, you know, and I had the clues, and he kept giving me pep talks. Um, Can you tell uh, us who won, please? uh, No, I can't. Yeah, (laughs) I can't do that. Um, It's an interesting week. I think that's all, but I guess that's a good clue. But But it's an interesting week? Yeah, it's it's always interesting week, right? Yes. (laughs) Always. What is a week? <laughs> Never mind. Well, um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, it, it was uh, it was obviously a lifetime experience and one that I'll never forget. And uh, looking forward to actually watching it yeah. myself because yeah. to your point, they, you know, for obvious reasons, don't let anybody know anything. Yeah, very protective. Um, we want to implore our viewers to watch because how great would it be if David Stint blew every other guest host away? Well, ratings wise, would that, that be great? Yes, but then he'd leave. <laughs> Up against the Olympics in August. But, yeah, oh, we're going to do fine. it. Um, listen, at least we've got overlap. We have a really smart audience, yes. and so does Jeopardy. Yes. So at least we got that going for us. It I is, would think there is some yep. significant overlap in our but two But my family's watched it, I don't know, how many years? 30 years? I mean, this is just a staple in people's homes. And you're in people's homes. Yep. And it's just yeah. one of the, I'd say, it is iconic. And congratulations. Really Thanks. thrilled for you. Thanks. I was telling tell my wife, I said, this is a, you know, David's got this week. And, you know, everyone I talked to said it's a really big deal. Most people just like, hey, you know, so-and-so's doing much. Yeah. No, this big deal. Yeah. And, and maybe as we get our first look at it tonight and tomorrow, you can talk a little bit more about the challenges of hosting. Because I know there's some intricacies in terms of prep. And and the the live and taped aspect of it, without a difficult. doubt, as you, you know, we know obviously what we're doing here pretty well. And you've been put in any number of different situations, but it was unique, yeah. very unique. And it and uh, not a lot of time to sort of adjust and figure it all out. But I tried. I tried my best. And yes. hopefully the viewers won't be disappointed. 
We can't wait. Thanks. Do you change after each one? Yes, after every one. In fact, I think I I wore this tie. I think that's in one of them. But yeah, that is so cool. Change, change for each one. Yeah. Yeah. Check your local listings, but make sure you watch tonight. Meanwhile, markets are entering August on the heels of the positive July for stocks. S and P, as we said, up six months in a row, Jim. As Ryan Detrick of LPL said this morning, that's usually a pretty good indicator of where you're going to wind up a year from now. Yes. Look, I think August has been a rocky month for a lot for a lot of different times. Remember, things get thinner. Uh, I like the fact that the month's starting right. I mean, I think it's a good sign. China's not bringing us down this time. Uh, I don't see this is not a key week for earnings following. It's not a bad week, but we had a lot of the damaging ones and we came through. okay. the Caterpillar was not great. Yeah, because what you're having is, is that it's now obvious they're the raw costs really are hurting people. And there's just only so much room. But if you don't have a raw cost problem like the financials, you're in great shape. And yet it's funny because we we have had any number of CEOs come on and, and industries across the board talk about supply chain issues, talk about typically one of a key commodity that's gone up in price. Some we know have come right. down sharply as well. Lumber certainly is right. one we would think of. Uh, and wage inflation. And yet there does seem to be a belief that this is, and you've been arguing this for quite some time, going to be transitory. And the markets yes. seem to fully believe that's the case. Well, look, I, there's still plenty of reason to stay at home. Now with the Delta variant, there's even more of a reason to not try to find a job. You want to hunker down? I don't blame anyone. I mean, when I listen to Dr. Fauci, you know, they, put the, they do put the fear of God in. You think really even with the benefits running out, you think that people are going to not I, pursue employment as aggressively well, as they might otherwise? I, I guess what because I'm saying of the is Delta I variant. agree with uh, what, what Chairman Powell said, which is that it's still too early to see what happens. Look, the Delta variant is one that we all found ourselves calling our doctors and saying, if we have Moderna, can we take a booster? If we have, if we have J&J, must we take a booster? And there's certainly a feeling from Provincetown that uh, where there was a terrible outbreak that you're not protected. And uh, I went back to mask. Out, uh, inside. Inside, absolutely. It's just too dicey. I mean, it's just, I mean, I could not believe I had the mask on again. Yeah. Like, 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 the, like that Moderna didn't do anything. Although Gottlieb on Squawk today talking about the rate of transfer in some southern states starting to either stabilize or, in the case of Tennessee, go lower. I see IHME, who's done a lot of good uh, modeling work since the beginning, is saying their base case is a peak on August 14th. Holy cow. Well, this is, this is obviously herd immunity the bad way. I still don't understand. Dave, maybe you can answer this for me. We do have a lot of monoclonal antibodies that do work. So that my doctor said, if you get sick, we're we just going to get give you the monoclonal We antibodies. do. Uh, Regeneron, of course, yes. being the key but, one. But why is that um, not? They need to be infused, so you need to go to the hospital to have that done or, and or an, uh, uh, some sort of setting where that can take place. You can do it at home. You can. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're right. I'll, Jim. I'll give you my gut. You're right. But you, you know, it needs to be done at a certain point. I think to be most effective. Um, right. I, I, we hope that Gottlieb, who I think has been the best on this, and I think you agree, oh my God, is correct fabulous. in talking about maybe we're closer to a peak than we think. That said, I also am still focused on both the one the company that he's on the board of Pfizer and of course Merck, which both have right. these antivirals in late stage trials that would be taken early in the onset that conceivably would greatly minimize the impact if you knew you had COVID. But my, my wife, Lisa, took the J&J. Oral antivirals, Took J&J. Going for booster. Well, that, you know, J&J is a little more concerning. And by the way, it even is. the Provincetown, I mean, there's a, the people who went to the hospital there 
that was pretty, I think it was almost all of them were J&J. Right, and the uh, issues in the uh, baseball, mostly J&J. But let's just make it clear that you're still, no one's dying if they have the J&J. It's just that Jane, my doctor just says, listen, you got to J&J, go, go get a booster. I think the issue is, are, do you, can you go to Walgreens and say, look, I had J&J? What are they going to say? Well, um, I did notice TSA passed through two and a quarter million passengers yesterday, another post-COVID high. Wow. And to your earlier point about Fauci, who talked over the weekend about the fact that although Delta may be a concern, probably not likely to bring new lockdowns. Here's what he said. I don't think we're going to see lockdowns. I think we have enough of the percentage of people in the country, not enough to crush the outbreak, but I believe enough to not allow us to get into the situation we were in last winter. But things are going to get worse. If you look at the acceleration of the number of cases, the seven-day average has gone up substantially. We're looking to some pain and suffering in the future because we're seeing the cases go up which is the reason why we keep saying over and over again, the solution to this is get vaccinated, and this would not be happening. And to that point, Friday, the company's mandating vaccines for workers, Google, Facebook, Disney, Uber, Lyft, and a few others, too. This is the beginning, and then when you get Pfizer, hopefully, that the FDA, uh, which has been very secretive, goes and says, listen, Pfizer... Uh, is no longer emergency, it's regular, then I think that you'll see the big banks just say, okay, you're done. You have to do it. And you'll see the big industrials. Uh, you'll certainly see healthcare. It will happen. They will. What you will say is you'll mandate vaccines for people who want to come to the office. Right. And then over time, they will also basically say, listen, if you're not showing up in the office, we have an issue. Yeah. They're, they're not going to say you get fired if you don't get the vaccine. At least not at first. No, but but that will eventually, as hopefully we all hope this subsides yet again, and we get back to sort of really being well, in a. But we need uh, get rid of the voluntary. Like you know, I see. I went to the supermarket last night. David, they serve you buy stuff there. It's credit card. You can use a credit card. I try not to. Right. And uh, it says vax. It says masks only if you haven't been vaccinated. And, and there's there's like ten people walking around with a mask, and I'm saying to myself. Really? I mean, are you kidding me? Are you in Jersey? Well, at least they're wearing the mask. Well, that's why I'm wearing the mask, because it's like, how about if they take off their mask? How about if they say, listen, I can't hear you. Take off your mask. No. I'm not doing that. Just to order cold cuts? I'm not dying for cold cuts. But you're not going to die. No, okay, I'm not getting sick for cold cuts. You're probably not even going to get sick. All right, I'll be asymptomatic for cold cuts. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of going to the store, buying stuff, uh, Square is looking to capitalize on buy now, pay later trends. The company's agreeing to buy Australia's Afterpay, $29 billion in stock. We're going to talk to the CFO and the Afterpay co-CEO later on this hour. Jim, it's a big deal. Huge. And I've got to tell you, Square can do no wrong in the eyes of the analysts. Uh, this is a stock deal. It's gigantic. Uh, and Square also reported a somewhat noisy quarter that people are saying is fantastic. David. In the M&A world, have you ever seen someone offer this much stock and it's possible that it'll actually be up? Uh, yes, it yes. can happen. Um, I, you know, I, Jim, I'll rely on you to tell me, sort of characterize the quarter itself. It's but it, it, they have uh, great growth. You're great right. Growth. I mean, watching the stock sort of hang in there, let's call it down 1% maybe, is going to be uh, important for them. As you said, it's an all-stock deal. It's about a 30% premium. It is an Australian company. 
$29 billion. Reminiscent yet again of sort of that late 90s, early 2000 period that I've referenced a number of times where you get these huge numbers because of the huge multiples. Right, right. By the way, uh, Afterpay trades at a higher multiple than Square does. Right. Um, but they're willing to take what will ultimately be about 18.5% ownership, so to speak, for their shareholders of the combined company. Yes. And um, here's this kind of, this is David speaking of 1999-2000. JMP puts out a piece that says Square no premium looks too high for buy now, pay later. No premium. So if they paid to what, double? Is that all right? There's just nothing that you could nothing. pay that wouldn't justify no. paying. It's like you could go in and say, listen, Square app, uh, the uh, cash app's not, not being used. It's like, okay, well, it will be used. But it, listen, it does speak company. to the enormous size of Square and, it's, and what's been its incredible growth, $112, $113 billion market value as we start trading today yeah. for this company. And obviously going to be adding another $29 billion as they issue that stock if and when they close. A couple of interesting thoughts here. I mean, you have two deals this morning. You have Parker Hannafin buying a U.K.-based uh, defense uh, company as well. Dave Meggett? Uh, yeah, Meggett. Right, right. Dave Meggett. Remember, remember him. He was great. Um, and it, it, it's, you know, it does make you wonder about U.S. antitrust. I mean, both of the uh, uh, Afterpay does not have a large market here. Right. Um, this mega deal, obviously, Parker Hannafin, are U.S. companies looking abroad because they do feel, as, at least certainly in, in any deal of any size, it's going to get such a close antitrust look that at the very least it will take a very long time and, and what do you if they get KSU? it through. Well, it's all about the voting trust on KSU. Really? Yeah, the STB's vote on the, on the voting trust, that's where we need to keep people focused. Um, and if they can delay the vote, the shareholder vote, till after that, then that sort of yeah, will make a lot of KSU, sense. Canadian, yeah, the, the, again, but right, that's actually Canadian coming for U.S. But, right. um, but that's a powerful potential trend here as U.S. companies looking abroad because they do feel like anything in the U.S. market is going to get so much scrutiny. Now, obviously, U.S. trust rate and trust regulators look at all these right. deals, but the companies being purchased do not have large market shares in this country. Not to mention, you talk about premium, that mega deals with 71%. Yeah. Oh, I was shocked at how high. Uh, now, particularly how ba- you know, aerospace isn't that good, but you know, I should be careful there because Airbus is good. It's they, Boeing. It says they've been transforming their business over the last four years through oh, really? what is a focused strategy, Jim. Are they've they been laser? streamlining their portfolio. Are, it's been, is they've been laser? Are they laser focused? in new technologies, and they've been growing through customer-aligned divisions. So, <laughs> any, I mean, any best practices in yeah, there? Yeah, they've okay. been, yeah, exactly. That's the MLGE. They've been doing what the MLGE? To do. Yeah. Hey, GE, by the way, split. So yes. people, people should not think again. that it went there over now. Wow. <laughs> went from 12 to to something. He got that big bonus now. Right? Did he say if he gets to 40 or something? What was his bonus? Just yeah, kidding. no. Just he, he, they split adjust him. Yes. Uh, in fact, GE will begin trading on a post-split basis beginning today. Take a look at futures. Got a bunch of calls today on some consumer names. Levi's, Estee Lauder, Under Armour. And just wait till you see what Jim and David have planned for the Mad Dash. We're back in a minute. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. 
For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. First trading day of the month. Futures have been pretty solid here after a good overnight in Asia and Europe following suit as well. When we come back, a special Jeopardy-inspired edition of The Mad Dash ahead of David's first episode as guest host of the iconic show, which airs tonight. More Squawk on the Street in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Here is this week's host of Jeopardy, David Faber. <laughs> that was actually Johnny Gilbert. You like that? No, I'm scared. Oh, you are? Yeah. You should be. No, I'm scared. You should be because you've got to make some decisions here. This is not... Let's go to the board. Let's go to the board. Okay. All right, we've got Fang, our categories, work from home, reopening crypto, and Kramer's choice. Jim, you're in control. Kramer's choice for 400. All right, and the clue is... This underperforming apparel company, which reports this week, was named a fresh pick today. What is Under Armour? Correct. Well done. Okay. Kramer's Choice. Oh, no, we can't do it. We're not ready. All right. Now, Dave, this is a very interesting call because this is a stock that has underperformed Nike rather radically by, by 40%. Yeah. And Baird's making a point, which is that this is a great trading call, which is why I like it. Because we'll find out very quickly, like you in Jeopardy, we will know whether this one's the right one or not. I, I actually like it because I think that people have forgotten Under Armour. They just kind of said, ah, you know what, it's never going to catch up again. I think that's wrong. Baltimore base coming back. But it's had a very good year. Yeah, but the stock, looking for $30 rather quickly. I'll take that. I mean, that's a 50% move. So I think people are underestimating how important this call is. I think, obviously, when you do a call the day before, you better be right. And yeah. I think the confidence in this piece is very strong. You do? Yeah, I do. Now, you don't usually go over one Jeopardy, like that kind of thing, right? Like once you, you know, say, Jim, tell me why you like it. No, you move on very quickly. Very quickly. Yes. In fact, yeah. we would be on to, you had control, it, so it, we might be on to FANG or we might be on to crypto. And when We'd the, be deep in. you got to keep it going. Well, yeah, but when you're, like, at Final Jeopardy, if I put, like, one dollar, do you have to very quickly say, let's see, Kramer's got it. There, thankfully, there are commercial breaks, and you can take a little so we can figure some things out. 
before final but there jeopardy have to be things that are in dangerous. terms of at least understanding exactly where you'll be based on what you're betting. But don't you think there are moments where, right. where being host is not easy? No, no. There are plenty of them, certainly when it's new, certainly when it's new. We're going to do this all week, though. And I love the category, so, you know, you keep picking. Well, you know, I'm just all week, David, you're going to be shocked and surprised at how much I care about you uh, running Jeopardy. I appreciate that. Now, there are other people who have run it, David, candidly, low bar. Low bar, you think? Low bar There have been some very good ones. There have been some very good guesses. No, 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 no. No, there. you are going to be the best. Oh my, Carl, now, is he going to be the best? Yes. I mean, will you, are me you up, kidding man. me? Setting me up. I, I don't think so. Will you I stay with so. me? Will you stay with us even if Always. you're the best ever? Always. All right. Thanks. Always. And you don't have to worry. Look at that. You baby. don't have to worry. I don't know if it's going to be the quarterback or the champion. but No, the quarterback signed. It's not going to be this guy. The quarterback signed. Except for these five days. We'll be right back. Jim mentioned Under Armour uh, earlier in the half hour. Got a bunch of other calls regarding consumer names. Uh, DB does cut uh, Estee Lauder to hold, uh, looking at 322. Although uh, Stiefel initiates Levi at a buy. Yeah, actually, look, I, I, yeah, uh, looking at a multi-year cycle in denim. I think there is a uh, the Levi. I love the Levi Strauss because it's not even up since they reported that amazing quarter. So you do get that quarter. Uh, the denim. I, I, the more I look at this denim super cycle, and I know that super cycle is kind of a dangerous term, but it is early. And Levi Strauss Chipberg did a great job when we had him on. So I think this is a good call. I do not like the Estee Lauder call. My travel trust owns it. This is one where Fabrizio Freda has confounded the analysts. Just keep, we look at that, and he calls it a valuation. I mean, you know what? Valuation has not been a good reason to sell anything in this Well, what, what didn't you like about the call, though? Well, it's just it's up too much, and they don't think it's going to say anything special. Well, and the last quarter, by the way, stock did get clobbered. Yeah. So he is getting ahead of that. Maybe, uh, and this is Deutsche Bank, maybe with the stock up 25%, uh, the rationale could be, you know what? Man. It get ha- gets hammered, and maybe I'll but, upgrade. I mean, to your point, listen, you've liked EL for a long time. Well, you've it's always, been right. You've been a f- absolutely, and their business in China has been important. I mean, take yes. a look. Do we have a five-year? Because that does put it in better perspective, I think, in terms of uh, what he's been able to accomplish there. Well, he got. Uh, you, there are some. Wow. Yeah. There's some bad. trends here that are operating well. Uh, when people wear masks, they get their skin is very hard to clean. He's got the best uh, cleaning products. And then when they're uh, on Zoom, you have to make yourself up. And now you're going out. And you'll be buying the best. And Estee Lauder is the best. And I think just the kind of a, they're kind of in a, a way a COVID winner, except for the fact that they need travel. And when you talk about 2.2, they are duty-free. And they also use in China. So, yes, I mean, we can't. This is, if you think that travel is going to slow down, duty-free slows down, that will hurt their earnings. Yeah. Speaking of that, we are going to get a lot more clues over the next few days. Marriott, um, Expedia, right? I think booking, booking holding is going to post this week. We're going to, we're going to find out if there's been any kind of deceleration in, in travel, leisure or otherwise. I, I, I'd be surprised. Let me tell you why I think it, there won't be. I think people are very hopeful about Delta. I think that those of us who are scared of Delta, they tend to be people who watch the news and say, you listen, I'm listening to the warnings. But the people who don't want to get the vaccine, they don't really care what Fauci says. They'll travel. They'll do whatever they want. They don't care about infecting you. The hell are you? 
I mean, besides the Jeopardy host for a week. That, I think you're right. That's probably true. That's I'm probably serious. more or less a true statement. Or uh, maybe they're just waiting for full approval, which the journal over the weekend right. said Some are. could come in September. Their FDA is starting to set aside other work right. to get this done quicker. Well, I, I think all of us are kind of confused. They rushed the, uh, the Alzheimer's, which the panel recommended against. And here we've got a billion people tried this, and they still don't get approval. What is that, David? I don't know. Uh, you, you know, the Biogen drug that you point to is, was very interesting, if I could say that. And that stock has come off, by the way, in part because there are many doctors who are not going to use it. There are many hospitals that are not going to, uh, you know, and it's insurance companies, I should say, that won't pay for it. Um, given that very mixed message we got from the FDA going against the advisory panel. We all want, we all want something for, for Alzheimer's. There's no doubt about that. Whether it's I do a lot of stuff with the American uh, brain, yeah, with, the, with migraines and also the Brain Society. They don't see more than a couple of months. A couple of months. But there are some people who say, listen, I'd like a couple of months. And by the way, no one thinks it works once you have it. you got to take it well before. And you have it without knowing it for a very long time. So I get why the panel is against it. I don't get why the FDA was in favor of it. And yet they still won't do this. Here's a look at the opening bell. Pretty good breadth here at the open. At the big board, it is uh, GXO Logistics celebrating a spinoff from XPO Logistics. And at the NASDAQ, it's Rover Group, an online marketplace for pet care, celebrating a listing via SPAC. Logistics, I never thought of that. It's kind of like plastics. It's like plastics. Logistics, son. They have a cardboard cutout up there, too. Brad Jacobs. from XPO. XPO. Yeah. And then they kind of felt like he wasn't getting its valuation. So Uh-oh, they're moving off. the cardboard cutout out. They're, oh, they turned him around now. Now he looks, that looks strange. <laughs> oh, oh they're, they're taking pictures the other way. Okay. But suffice it to say that both can be winners. I think this is a very, this is one of the few, I had these guys on, one of the few companies where people want a logistics play. I mean, Ryder has logistics. But they also want to play XPO. Now, you see these XPO trucks all over the place. I mean, that's a, a great online you know, commerce company. And online commerce hasn't stopped. Uh, definitely not, even though after Amazon. the concerns about the UPS quarter, which we talked a bit about last yeah. couple and, of weeks. And Amazon. People didn't like Amazon. Yeah, yeah we got another well, independent research today. Cuts, they go to 4,100. They weren't 4,500 on Amazon. That's been, a, that's been a talker. We're back above 35K, though, Jim. Um, and I wonder if you think the harsh lessons of August and September of recent years is, are going to apply. I think they will. You do? Yeah. You know, I mean, all of us are pretty, there won't be a shutdown. All of us are pretty exhausted, though. How many people called their doctors? I mean, I keep coming back to. I you keep I'm coming back, back to the Delta variant over and over again. Why not? Okay, I'm just saying. Are you I'm just immune? Pointing. I didn't know you were immune. I'm not immune. Of course not. I'm vaccinated, obviously. I expect that I'm not going variant. to get particularly sick if I even get it at all, because, frankly, I still have a very good chance of not getting it. Not that to was, mention the rollover in the U.K., which was written about by J.P. Morgan on Friday. Uh, there seems to be this sort of 45- to 50-day curve in India, in the U.K., and yeah, hopefully incredible here. Incredible in India. Yeah. Incredible. So, I mean, there is great hope, but I'm with Jay Powell. A couple of weeks. Let's give him three weeks and I'll feel better. Three weeks from now. Okay. And I will, David, I will not wear this, okay? Three weeks is KN95. Got it. Three weeks from I now, my you, KN95 is I saw you ordered on. a bunch on, on Thursday. I ordered 100. On Amazon. Yeah. I ordered 100. 
Why not? So, no problem getting it? There's enough? Came the next day. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, maybe that's why Fauci said, remember, they like didn't have enough, so they kind of told you it didn't matter. That mixed message that really was, killed how many people. That was the CDC, and that was not good. Oh, the CDC. They're fabulous. Yeah, they've been... Although, although Gottlieb made the great point this morning that the CDC's, their mission has never been to issue quick guidance. No, right. their, their, their mission has been to assemble a ton of data and then make a call in the, over the long term. So they're being asked to do things that are sort of antithetical to their culture. Well, I think we're being, well, yeah, but so is the, so is the illness. Right. I mean, you know, we can say, listen, we, you keep your, your way you do things, or we can say, you know, this is, the first, this is our first pandemic, so let's get on the case. Let's, let's issue some things that would make it so that there'd be fewer people who die. Right. What are you looking at? I'm looking at, I'm looking at, actually, I'm Which looking at Square, mostly. because, you know, you made this point earlier. David, uh, there's no price. Square, Square is up. Um, oh, you got to be kidding me. It's up nicely. Oh, they could have bought we're gonna, anything. We're going to be talking to the, to the it's CFO. It's up nicely. Uh, but it's up 3.5%. Look, I, when I heard about it, I was very excited about the deal. Um, I did ask them, why not buy a firm? And, and certainly what you want to see when you are both selling your company to them for stock and when you're a current investor in Square, given it's an all-stock transaction, worth roughly $29 billion and now worth a little more than 3 3% more than $29 billion. And, uh, well, in fact, those guests are ready. Should we just get started? I think with we that should go right Jim? to it. All right, let's you do know, it. Emrita Hoosier is system major acquisition news. Square has agreed to an all-stock deal. Usually, we come, weighs a stock of twenty-nine billion, uh, but no, not this time. Joining us now is Emrita uh, Hoosier, who has been on Mad Money many times, chief financial officer at Square, and Nick Molnar, Afterpay co-founder and CEO. Uh, congratulations to you both. I mean. I, 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 a lot of people worried that the stock would be down. So, Amrita, let me ask you point blank. What about this deal has you and probably Wall Street so excited about? Because don't we have a lot of buy now, pay laters? Isn't it crowded? Thanks so much for having us on today. Uh, we're so excited to talk about this transaction, which brings together two of the fastest growing fintech companies globally. Um, buy now, pay later is an incredibly attractive space going after a $10 trillion online payments industry, uh, where we're about 2% penetrated today from a buy now, pay later perspective. But we're seeing those consumer sentiment shifts towards transparent uh, borrowing opportunities like buy now, pay later. And with merchants who are looking for that omni-channel experience to serve buyers across channels, whether in person or online through this means. And with Afterpay, we have the opportunity to strengthen and closely connect our seller ecosystem, which serves millions of merchants, and Cash App, which serves 70 million active uh, consumers on an annual basis. Together, we can create an even more powerful commerce platform connecting the two. Okay, let me go to Nick uh, and Rita. Nick, uh, why did you want to sell? The growth here was absolutely incredible. Why do you need to cash out now? Yeah, look, thank you for having me. From from our perspective, you know, this all-stock deal, you know, represents a huge excitement for us on the long-term, you know, prospects. So, you know, when you think about the merchant side of the equation with Cash App, sell, uh, sorry, with Square's seller business, you have millions of retailers on one side and you have 70 million annual active consumers on the Cash App side of the equation. So, you know, to think about the inflection point of where we are in our growth curve right now, which, as you say, we're growing still very strongly off really off a really large base. It's an incredible opportunity for us to expand, particularly in the U.S., where we've only been for three years. Um, 
but you know it's already contributing 50% of our total sales volume. So simply put, you saw this as a better opportunity than staying in an independent company. From our perspective, we've been really fortunate with the growth that's occurred over you know the last many years. I mean, for for perspective, we launched in the US just three years ago, and within um, like after two and a bit years, we processed over you know a, a billion dollars in the month of volume. So you know, last financial year, we on a constant currency basis grew 170 plus percent year on year in North America. I just believe this opportunity for buy now, pay later at Danbrida. Grounded on the same mission and values to accelerate accelerate that growth curve. It's an amazing opportunity for us. Amrita, um, you know when when I look at Square, I just I, I wonder in terms of your com- competition against banks in sort of what had been some traditional lines of their business and others obviously that you've created. Are you or should you be considered in any way uh, something that should be regulated like a bank? You know, we always work closely with our regulators. And as you know, we have a charter uh, for a bank, which we just opened a few months ago, which is a subsidiary of Square called Square Financial Services. But the rest of Square works across partners, uh, across the ecosystem. And in fact, with Afterpay, what we're seeing here is customers using their own money to make purchases over time in a way that Afterpay can responsibly finance with 15 turns in a year from either their own balance sheet or from uh, financing warehouses. And so we see a real opportunity to enable in you know the next gen consumer that's looking for different ways. And in this experience, an interest free way of um, expanding the purchase potential. What that ends up doing is merchants pay for the afterpay experience, but they get higher average order volumes. They get greater conversion. They get greater frequency and lower returns. And they get a marketing channel from afterpay, which is sending an on average million leads a day to merchants, which is ultimately helping those merchants grow their business. And that's what Square is all about, helping our customers grow their business. Okay, I mean, we all know uh, a competitor, a firm, we've had Max Levchin on, uh, a firm doing quite well. Uh, it's less expensive uh, in terms of dollar amount uh, than, than Afterpay. Why, why did you not buy a firm? So there's a couple of reasons that we think Afterpay is the right partner for Square. First, it's high growth and it's accretive to Square's growth. It's rare for Square, which is growing at 91% in Q2, our highest growth order as a public company, to find another company that at scale is accretive to our growth. And if you look on an LTM basis, Square grew our gross profit 71% year over year. Afterpay grew theirs 96% year over year. Um, Second, we see this business model, which is interest-free via Afterpay, to be better suited to our view and our purpose of economic empowerment. We see a more complementary merchant merchant base, which uh, enables higher frequency purchases across the retail and beauty categories that Afterpay serves. And we see a global footprint, with Afterpay serving 50% of their gross merchant volumes in the U.S. and 50% outside of the U.S., key areas that Square wants to continue to grow. Um, And then, you know, most importantly, we see Nick and Ant, the two co-founders and entrepreneurs who lead Afterpay and will be joining Square, who are culturally aligned with our mission, and uh, we can't wait to work together. 
Yeah, I'm, I was curious about that, Nick. Uh, you just heard Amrita say you're culturally, culturally aligned. What does that mean? Look, as we've gotten to know the Square leadership team, it's become imminently apparent how entrepreneurial-led the team is. Um, we're grounded on the same vision, you know, with Square being around economic empowerment and afterpay around fairness and financial freedom for all. And our teams, you know, throughout the whole organisations, um, you know, live those values every single day. So as we've gotten to know each other over recent times, it became really clear that you know, not only were our strategies aligned, but there was just really clear alignment of purpose and values. And to me, that's ultimately the foundation that, you know, achieves our long-term, our long-term strategy and our long-term objectives. Okay, Nick, just explain to me, uh, let's say I uh, miss a payment. Uh, there's a fee. How much is the fee? And what happens if I miss a second payment? Yeah, so um, from an afterpay perspective, the moment you miss your first transaction, um, we actually disable your account so you can't keep shopping until you pay that late payment back. So fundamentally the opposite of a you know, consumer credit company where if 100% of people pay back a credit card on time, the industry simply doesn't work. We've taken the opposite approach. Um, our late fees vary state by state and you know, in many instances actually have a grace, a grace period as well. So it's good business for us to not, to not um, you know, earn, earn late fee revenue and income earned from the consumers, you know, is the opposite of a consumer finance company being about, you know, 90% earned from the merchant and approximately 10% from the consumer. So it's fundamentally the opposite of, you know, how traditional finance has worked in the past. And Rita, I know I was talking to JP Morgan this morning. They have buy now, pay later. They kind of have it. They have, I guess they haven't really promoted it. I'm sure if somebody wants it, uh, it, it would be, uh, it'd be given to them. But they are heavily regulated, and I think that they always have the regulators in mind before they do anything. Don't you? I mean, it's okay for you to say it. You've got a, you've got a big advantage. Is it an unfair advantage? I'm sure you don't say so. But when you, when you look at what, they're, what you're doing, I mean, it, do you want to crush the J.P. Morgans and the Wells Fargo's? Look, this is a competitive space. Um, one in which we bring with Afterpay two complementary sets of assets um, and one in which we're just focused on providing greater choice for our customers, whether it's merchants or consumers. Um, we think we will have a differentiated offering. We believe Afterpay today has a differentiated offering because they not only have relationships with 100,000 enterprise merchants, but they have relationships with 16 million consumers around the world. And that ability to drive inflow of customers from their consumer ecosystem into merchants is ultimately what's valuable to the merchant. And their brand that they've developed over the years is very popular amongst Gen Z and millennials, similar to Square. Um, so we see some real potential overlap and synergy as we think about combining our businesses together. Well, I mean, they got the ca- you got the cash app, you have the millennials. I understand why the stock is up. I want to thank you, Amrita and Nick. Always great to see you. Congratulations. Thanks so much. Cool. Uh, fantastic. One thing we, yeah. we didn't touch on was Square's ongoing strategy regarding crypto, oh. which has uh, actually been raised a few times in the context of the infrastructure bill. Right. And yes, the infrastructure bill is very interesting. I, I, I call that up because they're going, they want your 1099. Uh, I thought a lot of people, look, if it's, why do you need it if it's a currency? The answer is they may not view it as a currency. Capital gain. That's going to be, that is a key area yeah. of contention. I didn't view it when I did it, took the gain. I thought <laughs> I had it. I 
So you were oh, done. sharing it with the government. That's, why shouldn't you share it with the government? Because I did it without <laughs> thinking that, it, that I wouldn't be sharing with the government. <laughs> well, that's I'm, why Robert Frank this morning said, we're coming up on a trillion dollars now in uncollected taxes. Yeah, I, that's kind of hoping that pretty, this Now you're talking there. some real numbers. It's true. Yes. By now, the way, Square up 7.5%. Well, and look, Square could pay, man, they could have paid double, David, and it would be up one. We look at these charm stocks. Now, I go to J.P. Morgan. Yes, they do have buy now, play later. But they've never emphasized it. But the millennials, yeah. the millennials crave wow. anything squared over the cash. My kids use a cash app. They think it's like the greatest thing in history. Let's, what? It's just a cash app. Let's get to Santelli, by the way, who's got manufacturing PMI. Hey, Rick. Hi, Carl. Yes, markets manufacturing PMI is a July final, Carl, which means we take 63.1 and we now replace it with the Final read, which is 63.4. So an improvement of three tenths. This is indeed a post-COVID high. Interest rates are near on chains, slightly lower yields despite the strong opening in equities, construction spending and ISM yet to come. And Squawk on the Street will return after these messages. Walt Disney's Jungle Cruise debuting with a better than expected 34.2 million domestic this weekend, uh, an additional 27 million international, 30 million in paid streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, the film did secure a total of 91 million dollars in its first three days. As we continue, Jim, to kick around how the back end comp is getting dramatically True. altered right True. now. True, uh, and I know that Scarlett Johansson wasn't that happy with an amazing movie, Black Widow. I don't know if you've seen. It. Uh, no, nobody it, came up particularly well in that little back and forth. No. She got paid $20 million up right away, and then complaining sort of didn't. And then Disney's response was a little harsh, Unbelievable. too. Unbelievable. I don't think... Callous disregard for the pandemic. No. Uh, but, I mean, th- there's but, been a lot of analysis on how that deal could have been changed, right? Right. Yes. And, I mean, no, deals being done now way. are accounting for, I think... To a certain extent, the, the the massive change that's taken place in terms of the way these producers of content distribute it, uh, which is not as focused any longer on on the theatrical. And yet, yeah, obviously, a lot of deals were made earlier, and uh, you should stick by your deal. But what does it all mean for AMC? I mean, that, uh, that stocks box up office again. number. I know stocks it's up. up again. That box office number was not a was not a great number. Certainly, no, not compared to pre-pandemic kinds of but there's a weekends pulse. for a major picture with the biggest star out there, right? Dwayne Johnson's probably... Oh, my God. He's yeah. so huge. He's amazing. Yeah. Smart, cool guy. Yeah. His tequila is now my number one seller. Terramana. Really? Yeah, it's pretty good. Number right? one seller. Amazing. Just took the whole... He's got some other thing I see on the Olympics. He's Zoa. What's it called? Some other drink that he's been pushing. I think, I think Boom. as I recall, his family might have a history in the spirits business. That's why um, it's sort of close to his Yeah, well, they, they do a great job. Uh... AMC up a dollar and a quarter. Yep. AMC, by the way, uh, very much still a Robin. We've not mentioned Robinhood. AMC is a $20 billion market cap company. Well, there are people still. who like it very much, and they tend to be concentrated. In a- but that's not based on any fundamental understanding of their current ability to earn money. Why do you, you know, I used to think like that, David. What? And then you changed. Well, David, the relevance of your view, it's questionable. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. We'll get stopped trading with Jim in a moment. Dow's up almost 250. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Well, I mentioned my work with American Brain Foundation earlier. AbbVie, two different firms, uh, 
price target raised. Absolutely love it. Ubrel is a fantastic drug. That's a migraine drug, and they're trying to get that so that it's like Nurtec, where if you feel one coming on, you can take it. Otherwise, what I really like about this is finally Botox, now that the dermatologists are open and people aren't afraid, or at least, you know, weren't afraid for Delta, people are going back to Botox because, boy, they just wrinkle-free skin versus Delta. They'll always go for weeks. You think this company's vulnerable at all in sort of... To take out? Not take out, maybe activism. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that because at eight times earnings, next year's earnings, yes. Yes. I don't know how uh, a drug stock sells at eight times earnings and doesn't attract attention from someone who says, well, this is like GlaxoSmithKline, this is undervalued versus... This is, this is much cheaper than GlaxoSmithKline. Right, and GlaxoSmithKline. And they've gotten so a real point, ride. Elliot has obviously taken a large position. In, yes, and they're not happy. Of, right. This company's gotten a free ride. Uh, they bought Allergan. They paid a ton for it. Uh, the stock's up, but uh, it yields 4.4. What does that say? The market hates this company. Umira is going to go off patent. They've got these other drugs that are going to uh, make it for them. But this is Pfizer without, um, <laughs> Pfizer without a, a shot for Without a vaccine. Yeah, without a vaccine, which is not great. But, oh. I, look, I like it. My channel trust owns it, but they, they're undermanaged. They've got to do something. 20 years of, Pfizer hasn't, 20 years of Pfizer hasn't been great either. Jim. No, but how did you know that I was going to go with activists? Who could what? say, Carl, maybe that we spend, oh, hours, yeah. our day together? Yeah, there's a little awesome. Well, I mean, yeah. I think it's a Jeopardy question, is it? <laughs> right? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> By the way, is is Mad Money going to run at the same time as Jeopardy in some markets? Who's how do you choose? Oh no, get... oh, that can't happen. That can't be allowed. You can take David. It was done months ago. Mine's real time. Just go take David. Go take David. I mean, honestly, I mean, Newell, oh, Newell. Yeah. You can watch Newell or you can watch David. Which would you? Oh, come on, David. It's rubber made for heaven's sake. It's only half an hour. Can't you just watch yeah. the half hour? Then you come back to Mad. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, David Crush. You know. Even I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, right. my, kids, my kids don't know I have a show, so it's not an issue. The <laughs> kids don't know you have a show at night, and your wife doesn't they know do. you have a show in the morning. No, they just watch Jeopardy. My kids have watched Jeopardy since about when they were six. That's Yep, it's yeah. got a history, man. Yeah. We'll see you tonight. Thank you. One way Thank or another. You. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to The Opening Bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.